0: Welcome to the Prometheus Strength podcast. Today I want to discuss specificity and variation in weightlifting. So first, I want to begin by talking about the definition of these two terms. So specificity typically means how close are we to like how close are we to the competition lifts? So for us, it would be the snatch, clean, and jerk. Variation would be different variants of those lifts or how far we are away from the competition lifts as they are so um, you know the most specific would be the snatch to the snatch Um, even as we get away from you know one lift or doing multiple lifts like a set of two or three that can be a form of variation or doing something like a hang snatch or a block snatch Um, and then as we get farther and farther away squats would be variations things that would help in the lifts but not are not the lifts themselves. So this is something that I've been thinking about as I've been coaching and also in my training is that I used to believe that specificity was everything. And and I do believe that it is the most important or close to the most important thing in one's training because as, as we get closer to competition, we wanna practice the skill at hand. Um, But as it's often stated is the best way to get better at the snatch is to snatch and with with experience and some research coming out i don't know that that is the best way to think about it simply because with variation we can learn different parts of the lifts that might be difficult with the lift itself Um, one thing that i think a lot of people have trouble with is finishing their extension um, in the snatch and if we just keep telling them hey extend or be patient or finish at the top they might not understand it as well as if you were to do something that would require it so maybe like a snatch pull plus a snatch um, you know or doing snatch shrugs at the end of, of a training session to get them to feel what what your legs and arms should be doing in conjunction um, so you know, I, I want to think about this, this problem differently of specificity versus variation, or let's, let's look at what, what are we trying to accomplish? So in somebody's training, um, you know, if, if they can't um, finish on their jerks or, or it's soft overhead, what variations can we do that are specific to that problem to help us figure out how we can accomplish that goal rather than thinking, okay, well, we just need to jerk more. We can we can have variation, and and honestly, I believe we probably learn as humans better through variation. Um, and this also aids in competition. So, if somebody is in a position that or get in gets into a position that they're not used to in a competition, variations in training can help them perform better during the competition. So, you know, let's say you're doing a no contact snatch. Um, in your in your training and then in the competition you act you for whatever reason rush it or or you swing the bar out in front of you if you've had experience with controlling the bar in a no contact snatch that may benefit you more when you get into competition so i don't think that it's necessarily bad to view it as specificity is king because you know squatting all day long to get your legs stronger only goes as far as the technical skills of the lift. But if we, have sp- if we view increasing our technical proficiency as targeting weaknesses or um, faults in the lift, and then use variations specific to that problem, I think that that would aid in somebody's performance later on down the road, rather than just doing something that's very Bulgarian, you know, snatch, clean and jerk exclusively on the flip side i have experienced a program where i just did front squat snatch clean and jerk i did that for about three weeks and um, honestly i've never felt more comfortable in the lifts when then when i did that um, and what i mean by comfort is is the lifts felt way more familiar than ever but there were things that were still going wrong right there was it was harder to fix those things because I was only focused on those four lifts but I, but I, I don't think it's wrong to try and use that or experiment experiment with that you know somebody's minimum effective volume or or minimum effective dose might just be those four lifts if you have somebody who's very busy in their day-to-day and they, they can only get a 45 minute session in and, and those are the four things that they can do um, Right up, leading up to a competition, you know that is a program that I think has a ton of merit, but it's not always um, my go-to. Right, it's not my go-to anymore. Um, I think that something like that builds a ton of confidence in the lifts. Uh, somebody can get a really good gauge of their their performance of their one RMs, but there there is limited utility. It's not sustainable if somebody doesn't enjoy that type of training. If they want variation as well as it does become harder to fix certain problems and communicating with your athlete. Um, another problem with it is you, you really need to be mature about your lifting or your athlete's lifting um, with that because the more frequently you, you expose yourself to a one rep max or a or, or test per se, you're going to have a, a a normalized plot, or you're going to have a, an aggregate of, of attempts, where you know you might be hitting 85 to 95 relatively often, but sometimes you're going to have numbers above that, and that's going to be, feel great. Maybe you PR, you know, and you're going to get more chances to PR. But also with that comes more chances to have lower numbers, and and that's okay, right? Like like that's not a a problem. As long as you can handle that and take that as it comes um but but if you if you are somebody that can't see the you know oh man i came in today and 70 was the best i could do that might be a program that's difficult to to handle in the long term simply because you know we are a an objective sport per se and you know, to take a step back like that really does take a level of maturity, being comfortable with your performance not being that great. So to wrap that up, you know, I I think that specificity and variation aren't mutually exclusive in terms of, you know, the program itself. I don't think, you know, you need to say, all right, if I want to get better at snatching, I can only snatch. Um, At the same time, I don't think that you should be so far away that your program has no has no clear path towards improving your snatch, but don't be afraid to experiment with different lifts. Um, and to be fully transparent, that was a problem that I had. I used to believe that I had to have those specific lifts, you know, snatch, clean, and jerk in my program, and I need to be improving those specific lifts week to week or block to block, whatever. Um, and it wasn't until I started taking a step back, really putting in exercises that focused on weaknesses. And and then improved them from there. That my my lifts subsequently got better. I hit a PR, um, my first one in you know almost two years uh, by doing that approach. And it's going to be different for you or for your athletes. But um, you know, just get an idea of what what feels good or what what works for your training. There. All right, next topic. I want to lead into um like a a heavy set with drop sets um for a long time in my training i just had straight sets so you worked up to uh worked up to a weight um and then you kept it at that weight for for a long time or for for the prescribed sets and and reps that day um and and something that i've really enjoyed go like in a um not in, in like a development phase not a peaking phase Is doing you know a heavy single or a heavy set and doing drop sets with more and more research coming out that saying that we can get just as much strength development out of lower weights than than getting close to failure or or not getting as close to failure i think that there's a lot more value in weightlifting than even in other strength sports that they're testing simply because the fatigue accumulated training close to failure frequently can can get really great and also you know there's a lot of technique that goes into those lighter sets so for example um, one thing that I I was doing before uh, COVID happened I would get to um, like that day I would max out my behind the neck jerk plus a jerk and then I would do three drop sets at you know 85 percent of that So the point of that would be, all right, I'm going to feel the heavy weight. So I do think that's the value of heavy sets is, you know, the ability to still feel heavy weight because when a competition comes around, you don't want to be caught off guard when something does feel heavy. Also, the drop sets are where I think I could develop a lot of my strength, power, and technique. So do I think that you're going to get as much strength out of lifting those heavy, heavy weights as you would lighter weights, I think it's hard to say because um, a lot of the data coming out is that people are gaining just as much strength with li- you know, training farther away from failure than getting close to failure. Um, and I do think in the long run, you need to be handling heavier weights. But if you take the approach that you need to raise your minimums versus raising your maximums over time, then you can get a gauge of what can I do consistently. So yes, it's great to feel that heavy weight. You may even hit a PR. You might go up and up and up. But if you're doing one set heavy and three down sets or, or subsequent sets, you know there's a lot of strength being developed there too. They aren't a waste. They aren't just technique. We might be gaining, you know, just as much strength, maybe a little less, but you know, a kilo or two less. But there's long-term benefits to training farther away from failure. And also, the closer you are to failure, the, the slower you get. I have been in strength phases where, you know, I've been lifting heavy. I don't feel as fast. I always felt like when I was trying to overreach or peak that my speed was the first to go. And so when I was when I did hit my PR and I was training like that, I, I really did think that, like, being able to do a lot more volume in the lighter sets helped me because I I was maintaining speed, I was lifting weight, uh, like heavier weights, and then I saw my bottoms increase and then that led to a PR. Now, I don't think that's for everyone. You know, some people may really respond to a ton of heavy weights, but I don't think that it should just be viewed as, oh, you know, 70 to 80 is technique work. There might be a lot of development in those ranges that many people might look over because that does feel like too light of weight. Um, so the modality and waves are, are work the same way, right? That you're you're waving through weights. Uh, I know a lot of people use it, but I do think that it there is strength at those low being built at those lower weights, not just at the heavy weights. And then I wanted to get into peaking in volume as well. So this will be my last topic of the day. So a lot of times when I've peaked, um, I've used, you know, with coaches in the past, they've typically put me through like a template uh, of peaking or something that's worked for other athletes in the past. And um, I really did a ton of high volume stuff um, with previous coaches. And when I would peak my volume would drop to almost forty percent of what it was normally at, and that's a that's a big drop. I would always feel way better at the end of my last development block than I would be right before peaking, and I was listening to this podcast, uh, the Weightlifting House, where they had um, a guest on where they were talking about um, dropping dropping volume right before a peak, and. Um, or during a peak and I and I loved something that was that was brought up basically you're going to you know keep volume the same but m- like you're going to reduce your average effort over the block so let's say your last block of training you're doing uh, you know 30 snatches in, in a week um, like working sets so 30 snatches rather than dropping that to 40%, so, you know, 12 snatches um, when you're peaking, what you would do, you would just reduce the effort or weight way more. So, you'd keep the 30 snatches in that week, but you would reduce the, the, the average effort. So, or, or, you know, programmed percentage. So, if your average before going in was 80% because you were doing... 10 snatches at 75%, 10 snatches at 80%, and then 10 snatches at 85%. What you would do in your next block, you would do maybe five snatches at 90 plus percent, and then the rest of them at 70 to 80%. That way you're getting in, like we talked about before, a lot more of the technique work, still developing strength, keeping your your fitness high, and then you're exposing yourself to to greater weights also. Um, but the, the point is I, I always did feel like I was regressing or my fitness was decreasing so much. And I know this is a big thing. So like you peak, you don't feel good. And then people always say, oh, no, you're supposed to feel like that. And then it'll all come together during the meet. But I, I haven't found that the case. I always performed better in the gym or on meets that I was training through um, where I didn't peak too much. And, uh, you know, this is something that I'm going to experiment with. I haven't done it with myself or my athletes yet, um, but it's an idea that I, I think has a ton of merit of not reducing volume so, so much when you're trying to peak and really just keeping, keeping your, um, your volume the same, but reducing intensity. The only caveat I would have here is maybe if you're in, you're in like a hypertrophy block or you're really trying to stimulate growth maybe reducing volume to where you feel like you're performing the best and then maintaining that through a peak and then shifting from there simply because you know typically most people respond to more volume respond better to more volume for hypertrophy work Um, so you know that might be a consideration you may not want to keep it that high going into a peak but once again it's going to be individualized it's going to be something that Each person has to experiment with, and you know, and it's worth experimenting with. Um, You know, I'm definitely my next competition. I really am gonna peak or uh, peak testing this so that I can feel: am I just losing fitness because I'm reducing my volume by sixty percent? You know, Um, and keeping the same the same amount of reps, but just shifting where my weight goes. So having, you know, more heavy sets, but majority of my volume will be in much lighter sets than even in like a a power phase or a development phase. So, um, yeah, that, that, you know, that's it that thank you for uh, listening to the first podcast of the Prometheus strength podcast. Um, you know, let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think.